Aloha, my name is Sissy Lake Farm. Uh, we're here at the Haleho Ike Ike Wailuku Maui Historical Society. And it's June the 10th, 2022. Aloha. Aloha, I am Lopaka White, here joining Sissy at the Haleho Ike Ike. Uh, it is Friday, June 10th, 2022. Um, I guess, okay, I had, since we were sitting here the last time and we decided to have a conversation, a couple things pop into my head. Uh, questions for you. Mostly regarding Hawaiian Canoe Club and the names of their canoes and maybe some of the history, if you can recall. Um, the first one I would want to ask about is Kokololio. And if you have any... You know, I know she's a... She's a boat with a lot of stories. So I'm wondering if you have any memories of her or any information on how she came to be or came into possession of or, yeah. Yeah, so again, the uh, context of my relationship to the Hawaiian Canoe Club, um, my grandparents, John and Keloha Lake were co-founders of the club. And I think it was considered prior to the establishment of the Hawaiian Canoe Club, it was a part of the Ma'alaya Boat and Fishing Club, I believe. I don't have the exact name of it, but it was in affiliation with that group, and it became the Hawaiian Canoe Club. Or at least that's the beginning. That's what I've, my recollection. Uh, so anyway, I wasn't raised here on Maui, so I, I didn't, I wasn't one of the kids to get in, in the, the boat and paddle like many of my cousins. Uh, I would come, you know, on the summers and we'd get to go to the John M. Lake Regatta when we were kids, but unfortunately that wasn't my, my experiences. It was very limited, but, but I still um, have ties to it in that it was something really important to our family because my parent, my grandparents were affiliated, and that they were water people too, to to a certain degree. Degree. Um, my grandfather uh, was a retired police officer at that time. Again, and let me just back up a little bit. Um, let me preface it. I didn't get to meet my grandfather, John M. Lake. Um, the year he passed away was the year I was born. So. He, I was born in March of 69, and he passed in December of the same year. Wow. Yeah. So this is a little extra gravy and, and sort of mana'o that we're not even to Hawaiian Canoe Club yet, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. It's still relevant um, to sort of give you a context of what I knew or what I was told about my grandfather. So um, a very stern, staunch um, hardcore kind of Hawaiian man. He was a police officer. Uh, he took care of many of the prisoners in this area, in Wailuku and the jail in Wailuku. And so he uh, would, for their recreation time, and again, this is 2022, this was back in you know the 50s and 60s, we, they didn't have all the laws and, and, and the, the parameters that they do now. So it was a lot more loose. Um, so the prisoners would come and he would take care of them, but they would do various things with him, uh, you know, and different prison guards, mm -hmm. you know. 
And so many of them actually were involved or somewhat affiliated and helped with whatever, whether it was in regards to the Hawaiian Kanu Club, whether it was in regards to our ohana, um, the prisoners were, yeah, a part of the story, okay? At least in, during that time of the inception of the club and, and all that. Um, uh, okay, so getting back to my relevancy to my grandpa, and this is just to add color to who he was. Yeah. Um, I was born in March. Um, my parents had me in Oahu, and we came for a trip. My dad was a um, educator and teacher at St. Louis High School in Kaimuki. So during that Christmas holiday, he packed up my oldest brother Kekoa and myself, and we came to Maui. And for some reason, dad felt that it was really important for them to come home to Maui. My mom's a Hilo girl, but she said, yep, we're gonna go Maui, we're gonna go see the family. Um, okay, so packed up, I think the 22nd or 3rd of December, came to Maui. I think this was either Christmas day or the day after Christmas. Um, or during that time, that holiday period, where it was like Christmas, New Year action. Um, there was a scene at the breakfast table. And at that time, like I was a couple months old, yeah, March, right? So do the math, but um, I was a pepe, a baby, and um, my mom was tending to me at the, at the breakfast table. Um, my grandfather and my grandmother were known for this one recipe that was like pancakes and custard. And I don't know if it's a Maui thing, but different Maui families had different ways of making this custard super simple recipe like flour cornstarch you know make this like this custard that would go on top of the pancakes so anyway my tutu uh, vahine had made this you know and they were all eating it at the table and so my mom was telling to me and i i wasn't i wasn't like eating solid foods at that point I was still on the bottle. And back then in the 60s, I don't know, the breastfeeding thing was kind of a thing, but my, my mom had me on like a bottle. I, was, I had a bottle. Anyway, so drinking my formula, whatever, and then my grandfather told my mom, oh, bring baby, you know, bring her. I'll, I'll hold her. You eat. Come, come and eat, you know. I'll hold her. And this man was like 6'4", like a big Hawaiian doc, you know, man, <laughs> me, you know, on top of him. <laughs> But so he, he held me on his lap and my parents both told me that he took the custard like poi, he went like that. And he went put them in my mouth and I went grind them. And then he started <laughs> taking bits of the pancake and then he started feeding me. And then my parents didn't dare say anything. They're like, oh, okay, you know, like whatever. And so he made some kind of comments like, oh, she loved, you know, she loves it and stuff. So that was my first experience with solid food and with my being on my grandfather's lap. Well, a few days later, he passed. Wow. So, and now I don't, I knew him, but not really, you know what I mean? I only know him through story. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, before we even start about Hawaii Canoe Club and Kokololeo, like, I guess I just wanted to bring that, bring him alive in, in my understanding of him. Um, in terms of Ke Aloha, um, my grandmother on my, my father's side, Oh, I just, my tutu, and she lived much later. 
she passed away in 92, I believe, yeah, if I remember. So she lived, you know, she was a widow without my grandfather for some time. Um, but Keloha was like, oh my God, like, they were both really, like I consider them makainana. They were people of the land, of the place. They were everyday kind of people. Um, humble in many ways, but they were kind of the, they were the kind of people that they didn't talk much, but they did a lot of stuff. Like they did, they made things happen, but in a way that was very, um, very subtle. Yeah, they didn't like the pump and circumstance. They didn't want look at me. Look, at, they were not that kind of people, um, but yet they understood the importance of Hawaiian culture and the things that we had access to. Um, so anyway. My grandfather was a police officer. My grandmother was a social worker. Um, she graduated from Lahaina Luna. My grandfather graduated from St. Anthony's. And so anyway, they come from very big families. Um, my grandfather has ties to Kaupo, and my grandmother had ties to uh, Lahaina. So again, you know, very rich in terms of being Onehanao Maui, like they were from yeah. here, okay? Raised, I mean, they had a, a lovely home, raised three beautiful children, um, two sisters and a son, you know, two daughters and a son. My dad was in the middle, only boy. Um, Joan is their oldest, my, my dad, John, and then the youngest daughter, Miriam. Um, but getting back to Hawaiian Canoe Club, um, when they established the club, um, my dad actually, and this was a little, he was a little older, I think he was already either in, High school, might have been in high school. I don't know if it was high school or the beginning of college, but he actually designed the logo of Hawaiian Kalu Club. And the logo that they have now is the original logo. And yeah. so it's, it's always been. It's classic. And classic, <laughs> right. It's timeless and classic, but my dad helped to design that. Um, so anyway, one of the requirements for Hawaiian Kalu Club that I know and it's evolved over time, but it was really important to my grandfather that you be Hawaiian because we're the Hawaiian Canoe Club, hello. And at that time, when it, it, it seems very befitting because this was like a time way, you know, past. Like it's the Hawaiian Canoe Club, of course. You gotta have cocoa, you gotta have a percentage of Hawaiian to be able to be a part of the club. And I can understand why my grandfather did that because in his mind during that time it was important because it was his way of ensuring what he had to teach and offer through the club that was going back to his own lahui and now again the club has evolved and 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 so much so that's fine that it's evolved into more inclusive and there's all kind of people that can partake but you gotta know that the Hawaiian Canoe Club was established for Hawaiians first and foremost. Okay, so um, because I would come and go on summers and during holidays and I didn't always get to go in a boat, I don't have as many recollections of certain club stories. Um, but I do know that every time a new boat, whether it was fiberglass or koa, my dad would come from Oahu to bless it. 
So I'm very familiar with Coco and Coco Lolio. Um, he had, he would be very involved with the naming of the different canoes. Cocololio in honor of the wind, yeah, like Cocololio, you know, whether it was a wind name of Maui, whether it's a channel, whether it was a place, like there was, it wasn't just by chance, it was things were always named very specifically, whether it was for a person, whether it was for a place, a wind name, an ua name, whatever, there was always intention behind those names, yeah. So I just remember um, being a young girl when, when Kokololio came. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is just what I recollect, but I'm, is the long from Kopo? That I am not sure. Mm, okay. And the reason why I bring that up is um, there have been times that certain kumulaao were harvested and brought down and utilized. For the va'a and for some reason there's and i'll have to go and check so maybe this is for another time but for some reason i have a i have a feeling that log came from okay. our aina our late family aina up in kaupo okay. um so i re i was there when it was fashioned and and blessed dad was a part of that um blessing of kokolilio i um I know it spoke of the Kokololeo winds that, again, comes through predominantly in this area, yeah, in, in Navai Eha. And, um, and it was very intentional that dad wanted that to be recognized. And with the calling of the wind, it was like always also to the intention of the va'a, yeah. <laughs> you know, the current, the ocean, the wind that allows that to aid and support the va'a, yeah? So, anyway, I wish I had more to, like, more manao to share about Coco specifically, but I, again, I wasn't here in Coco or seeing who was involved with that, and maybe you can speak about your experiences with Coco Lolio, but um, I just have a, a young girl's admiration for my father that who was given the kuleana of naming the boat and then blessing the boat. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, yeah, the, the reason I asked the question is because I've always admired Coco Lolio and some of the elders from the club, like Uncle Chacha Keoloa, for example, you know, they tell me, go touch the boat. She's going to talk story to you. Cause, and I was like, huh? And sure enough, you know, you put your hand on it and you're like, oh yeah, there's something going on here. And I just wanted, I was just curious if you had any memories of it as a young child when it was, you know, before it even existed or when it came into existence. Because the way I looked at her was she was, you know, the matriarch in terms of the canoes of the club. And she had so many stories that I wasn't even around to see yet. And, you know, only the people who were there can can tell it but it's in the stories are live in the canoe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember being taught that it was the name of a swift wind Kokololio mm -hmm. and I also remember that particular canoe performed very well in windy conditions when it was especially when it was going upwind to just cut like a knife you know and so 
as competitors, sometimes we'd be like, oh, no, it's going to be windy. But I remember hearing the coach say, you know, Kawahane, I mean, like, no, it's good when it's windy. Kokolio does good upwind, especially the quarter mile, the, the straightaway, you know. Um, so, yeah, other than, you know, that's kind of the stories I have of her is just, you know, remember rigging her and I'm trying to remember, I remember my first time paddling in her and usually they always bring down the koa canoes, maybe there's a certain regatta, I think in Lahaina they, they allow us to race, the, well not allow us, but they prefer if we race our koa canoes, you know, get used to them. And I remember the gunnels were so low compared to the fiberglass canoe and so it's a totally different feel and even even the sound it makes going over the water um, and the way it it feels going through the water compared to a fiberglass canoe it's so interesting but the seat the gunnel was so low you know we had to do a turn in our race and I remember almost like falling off the seat and, wow. and out of the canoe because <laughs> you didn't know how you had to learn how to brace yourself. I see. You know, and I was like, whoa, okay, oh, good thing going through this now and not at the big one, but just a beautiful canoe to watch race. And I don't know how, I cannot count how many times I've seen her pull in, especially with the kids, you know. They would also say, Kokolo Leo is, is good for the kids because she's a, older boat she's a kupuna boat you know so the kids do very well when they race in that in that canoe and how many races i would see that nose charging to the front <laughs> you know and how many kids like how happy they were when they come across the line and they they do well in their race they win their race and just like so much celebration you know in that in that canoe so for kokololio is it it is open to all members of the club and all you know all levels like and like kupuna makua and yeah keiki oh, yeah because okay. you know at, at the state regatta you you it's required to race in a koa canoe so moving on to the second koa canoe which is pahiliku who is a newer canoe which i know came from kaupo and and that lands so i remember when you know before she existed and it was a concept and i remember the club hearing the stories of the tree being picked out and the tree being felled and then it was kind of a club event some of the kids the kamali'i got to go up and help bring the log down i guess after she was made ready and i wasn't there for that but i do remember her being brought down to Kahului Harbor and you know being blessed and going through watching the process happen of this canoe being built and so it had to soak in the salt water for weeks you know just to get cured and eventually I, I know there was protocol at each step I just you know it was a long span of time so I can't remember all of it but eventually to the log being out and the canoe shaper's name was Fafa from Tahiti Fafa. And so, you know, watching him over the months, the weeks and the months work on the canoe and a really long process until eventually, finally, like, next thing you know, you're, you're rigging the canoe and then it's, it's getting paddled for the first time. It's getting blessed, you know, and the naming Pahiliku speaks of another wind. And um, I guess I'll ask, do you have any mana'o on that name or if... Yeah, shucks, you know, and I, I, 
I have to be I have to be apologetic in that I I I don't I don't and and not that I I don't well I don't know I have the access to all the mana'o and information I just can't it's not right now in my yeah. consciousness yeah. but but that's okay that's to me I think what that reminds me that I have to go pull out you know the information and remind myself of of the reasoning behind dad's thoughts of pahiliku and so the, okay so pahiliku that makes sense like because in my mind i'm thinking yeah that's right coco is an older boat but i didn't know if boat boat logs had come from kaupo and maybe so Could be, but yeah. was was pahiliku for sure, for sure. so yeah. so i think for me it's 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 good that we do this because it, it reminds me that I need to, re, you know, go and investigate and remember, because it's here in my family understanding um, the reasons behind why dad what did what he did. And, and I can be, I'll be very honest, um, my, my, you know, we can only do so much yeah. with, with what we have, you yeah. know. And so I can honestly say that my my focus was in a different way i i wasn't and and in in times you know there were times that i'd be very jealous of my cousins because uh -huh. i didn't have that side of understanding i i didn't get to grow up as a paddler and i would be really jealous because <laughs> i wanted to yeah. it looked so fun yeah. I, I thought to myself i told my dad I, th I think I'd be pretty good at this. He goes, I think he would, but no. You know, like he was very, he had to, you know, right. we had to, he had to, we had to draw the line. Yeah. I wanted to, but then he thought, oh no, that means we got to get her over here. And, right. she can, and then what about her hula? You know, all yeah. of that stuff. So yeah. I, you know, all my cousins, all my first cousins that lived on Maui, they all paddled and we would come as, you know, city slicker Oahu cousins, you know. <laughs> They'd be like, ah, sit on the beach, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And like, um, you don't know how, or cousin, you don't know how, I'll show you how, kind of like, you know, that kind of thing. So it, I love this opportunity to bring forth these questions because it, it um, inspires me to go back and check. And so I feel like, to be very honest, I would love to do a part two. And I can yeah. just say I'm now on the, on the audio. Yeah. Because I think what it would allow me to do is just to, to peel back those, that information about my kupuna and that facet of their lives that I wasn't really engaged with, but there was a certain reason why. Um, but it still fascinates me and so, whether it's talking to the kupuna of the club or you know reconnecting with my cousins and my ohana like and brothers like you know what 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 so that um i can continue to to answer or fill in some of the pukas and gaps yeah. that i i i cannot actually answer today no. and i apologize but that's okay there's, no need to apologize yeah. um i was just curious because yeah. you know Perhaps this is also something that's kind of unique is as a, as a teenager, having the opportunity to paddle with Hawaiian Canoe Club and, and get into their, be in the Kamali'i program, which is 
we learned so many things and it's it's really set so many lives on a good track just from when I can remember and it was long before me it was going on um, we always knew there was this other facet of your father and your grandfather's work you know which was the cultural and the so the hula side so to speak but you know it would always have these certain people come down we had canoe blessings and it was you could just tell that like wow this side of the canoe paddling side is this big and then you realize it's oh the hula side and it's wow it's it's side. and so this is kind of cool because now here we meet again in the in middle, the middle. Yeah. and um if i can share someone about what i learned about pahili q and i know there's a chant written for her mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I remember some of the words, but just loosely what I remember, it, it talks about the wind coming from kind of Kaupo side, but it wraps around Haleakala and even in here through Kahului. And it talks about the wind starting in the waters of Koholalele, which is like the big island side of the Alinuihaha channel, and then Koholapehu which is the Maui side of the Alinuihaha channel, speaking of the males, Big Island side and the females, Maui side, and the wind wraps around, you know, the forest from where the, the log grew, and it wraps around the mountain and blows into Kaului Bay, blows in, blows out, blows in, blows out. And so that's, when I first heard the name Pahili Q, in my brain, I was thinking, what is the Q? <laughs> you know, because everybody's saying Q, Q, and I didn't realize it was K-I-U. And then I was like, oh, okay, Pahili Q. And that's when I learned about this new win. And it's just fascinating that you got to see Kokololio kind of, you know, be born, so to speak. And then I got to witness Pahili Q be born, so to speak. And um, that's, why, that's why I had the questions. Yeah, mo yeah most definitely. And I, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's to me it's it just blows my mind because because I think it just speaks to um, and I'm not trying to blow my own horn here. I mean, it, you know, like oh. this is my kupuna, yeah. and I I humbly feel so blessed to be a part of 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 their existence and come from them. But they they were very vested in um, being the stewards and the caretakers of what they knew and the cultural understanding of both the language, the ways, you know, the traditions, whether it was hula, oli, anything related to the hana or making of certain things, or, and then of course the tradition of that, of a, you know, hoi va'a, the hoi va'a aspect. Um, and so I'm hoping, and again, I'm just assuming, I shouldn't assume, but, the traditions that we start with the Kamali'i program and all of that come from, like, with all the coaching and the people that were, were you know, that are now the seniors of the club, it came from my grandpa folks, yeah, so all of that mm -hmm. stuff came down. And that's why it's so exciting to know that till today, they have the Kamali'i program and it's in existence because then that makes me happy knowing that the traditions of my kūpuna it still continues to exist, and it still continues to um, to teach our kamalii, um, 
you know, and hopefully for generations to come. Because ultimately, I know that was what was important to my, my tutu, Bahine, Kane and Bahine. And I'm very, I'm, I mean, I'm very proud to say that they have the John M. Lake Regatta every summer. You know, yeah. sometimes I've gone, I've been able to help Pai Pai and support, you know, in the way of protocol and oli and blessings and all that stuff. But um, when the, the canoes come and watching everybody from the smallest, you know, young one all the way up through uh, to the kupunas, like, it just warms my heart because I know my grandparents just, they're smiling down, they're stoked. Like, I know they're happy to see it continue. And accolades after accolades and being a renowned club, you know, for all of these decades, like, and it's not only about that because it's 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 rooted in the traditions of teaching, you know, our ways. And and at the end of the day, that's it. The accolades is just like gravy. Yeah. It's it's not. That's not the the big thing. Yeah. What the big thing is is that the kids, you know, everybody in the club, all the way down to the children, can understand what they do and that culture. It's pipeing and supporting who they are here in Maui and they're continuing a legacy, you know, yeah. a, def a different legacy. And, and, but it's from the same Wahanaya. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of, it, it's interesting. I've never really talked about it like this before, to be very honest. I mean, just casually amongst my own Ohana, mm -hmm. but I've never formally done a talk about the world of the Lake Ohana on this yeah. end. Yeah, the hula and, you know, the aspects of the music and the chant. And then the whole other side of the hoi vaha, yeah. The, yeah. Um, so. I'll, I'll speak about one more, one more canoe story or name, I guess. And there was this other boat and it's still, it's still around. It's a fiberglass canoe. It's called a, it's a, a force five is like the name of the hall type of hall. And when I was a teenager, like that was the hall, you know, that was the best hall. That was the best wow. boat. And the name of this boat was Kealoha. Mm -hmm. And this boat was it was the boat to beat you know it wow. was always in those days wow. teenagers first boat over the line you know Kealoha was wow. i'm sure people hated lining up next to her and be like, oh no <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it's still around today and you know it's it's not it's an older boat now it's fiberglass so over time it's it's not taken care of the same as a koa canoe so to speak it just you know it gets older and there's new models that come out so they have all the lightnings now is like the new that's that's the model to have right and i remember sometimes practices would be so full that we, we take every canoe the new one all the way to the oldest one that's as long if it's rigged or we can rig it we're going and every every now and then i would end back up in kealoha and i would sit in that canoe especially in seat one because that's where I sat when I was a teenager a lot and I'll just be like oh I remember this feeling like like being with an old friend you know like hello old friend oh let's do this again you know and even Kokololio and Pahilikiu there was really once or twice a year that we had chances to paddle those canoes whether it was even a practice in the harbor or a race you know the first time is always a real like getting to know you first time ever right but then once you do it a couple of times you get in and you're like oh hello old friend i remember you okay and 
you know, they all have stories of their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that. I think it that just brings tears to my eyes because <laughs> again, um, my tutu, yeah, um, yeah, my tutu vahine, and um, yeah, like that's just so beautiful to hear because it's a testimony of her her life when she was alive, but her spirit still exists yeah. through that va'a and through the club, yeah. So yeah. I I I feel, you know, again. Even though that wasn't my necessarily my view or my way, you know, I was on the other camp or the other side of our family understanding. But it stories about people that have been a part of you know Hawaiian Kanu Club and being having the experience with that Keloha boat and knowing and understanding her ano that Kanu's yeah. ano and yeah. how she was looked at or utilized or respected. It just warms my heart because that's that is a, a testimony to my tutu's um spirit because yeah. that's how she was she was she was a fighter she was um she had a a very strong man but you know how like they say behind every strong man there's a strong woman and it, i i think of my tutu keloha when i think of that manao because you know she was she was this sweet tiny little lady, but don't yeah. act up with her. Yeah. Like she would take you out. Like don't you know you <laughs> yeah. know you know yeah. so sweet and um, but yeah and she knew her stuff. She knew everyone in the club. She knew all about the 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 va'a, you know everything. The currents, the wind, the makani, the the water. Like and again, I can't speak about my tutukane. Um, my grandfather because I didn't know him into my later life but my tutu kealoha I knew and every time we'd be in Maui and we'd be at uh, the John M. Lake regatta or any of the regattas she was just the proud matriarch she would always come you know with her papale and her feather lay yeah. on right ready with her you know ready to be there from the start of the of the regatta to the to the end, yeah. and she just did it so beautifully. So so thank you for these beautiful you know memories of that come into existence and and having this connection and tie to you and you bringing forth um, those pieces for me that I didn't get to experience, but through you just brings me joy it, it's that's very cool yeah, no, thank, thank you for for sharing stories about your family and um, yeah the work the work they have done is still continuing on today and I don't know I can't tell you how many generations of paddlers kids come and go through that club myself included that it really did kind of like set us on the right the right path you know from the get-go and and wow that's a, that's amazing work and it's still happening to this day right you know, and it's I still think that's, going on. that again is yeah. in itself that it's you know that the Hawaiian term for legacy is ho'o'ilina so it's interesting that the ho'o'ilina of the ho'iva'a for my ohana like that it still continues to today and I'm hopeful with the people like people like yourself that 
can be the stewards of that ho'o'ilina, that it will continue for generations to come. Mm. Mahalo. Thank you. <laughs>